the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is our final look at a message called A Tale of Three Stories, Leadership, Lepers, and the Living God. We're in 2 Kings chapter 7. Join us. Way of Grace is coming up next. Hi there. Welcome to today's broadcast of Way of Grace as we continue our series, Arise, Move, and Go. We're looking at 2 Kings chapter 7, the first 20 verses, where Samaria is under siege and a great famine is in the land. But God comes to the rescue and he uses the hopelessness of a couple of lepers to bring about a restoration in the kingdom. Join us for an encouraging look at God's amazing grace toward his people. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's Way of Grace. The world hates you. The church that can't do nothing with you. And you really don't like yourself. But you're not reprobate like the rest of them are. See, what's being generated in their discourse is an evidence of faith working by love. Did that make some sense? I'm going to stay here because I only got a few more minutes. This will make sense to me. See, this is why not the righteous, not the righteous. Not the righteous, not the righteous, but sinners God saves. Right? What comfort can the Savior bring? Right? Y'all heard it before. To those who don't know their woe. This is why we say a sinner is a sacred thing. It's the work of the Holy Ghost. To make you a real sinner. Because when you're a real sinner, you can only go to one person, a real God. And see, that real God can make a way out of no way. He can drill a hole down in the ground and make waters gush up. He can tear down mountains. He's done it over and over and over again, has he not? And see, coming to God requires you having no other place to go. See, I love this story. It's very clear to me. Entering in by what? Notice what it says. This is what they said. (laughs) Now, therefore, come, let us fall into the host. I'm at verse four of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. Isn't that the righteous judgment? If God wants to save us, he can save us. Will you please hear me? But he doesn't have to. If you believe God has to save you, then you can't be saved by mercy. Because mercy is God doing something for you he doesn't have to do. See what I'm getting at, saints? See, this is why we believe in grace. Don't we believe in grace? For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But because God loves faith, it's the gift of God. 
Men can come on the grounds of God's promise, not on the grounds of their merit. This is the message for you today. If you're in between a rock and a hard place, if you understand that the church can't help you and the world hates you, there's a savior on the throne who will hear you before you call. You don't even have to say long sentences. And don't speak in old Elizabethan language either. Don't give me the Saxon hitherto, therefore prevents, etc. Just say, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. Now, let's look at the outcome of what happened here. This is remarkable to me. The entering in by faith results in the evidencing of the victory of the Lord of hosts. Look at verse five. Y'all got a few more minutes? Look at verse five. I'm going to walk this through and close. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. I love this. I'm super happy. Can I tell you why? Because like when God saves sinners, I'm hoping these young people hear me. God don't care nothing about how you be thinking or how you acting. Most sinners come to God by night anyway. That was Nicodemus. Nicodemus creeping up on Jesus late at night. Jesus, can I holler at you? Right? Because you know he was part of the Sanhedrin. And he was walking with the ambivalence of not knowing but hoping, hungering for God, but not being sure he can make it there. God knows your weakness. He knows that you can't be telling these crazy people you hang out with. You starting to think about loving on God. Just wait until you by yourself, get in the corner in the bathroom, go in the garage, go take a walk somewhere. It can be midnight. And I'm here to tell you it's always going to be midnight because you got to come to him in the midnight hour. You got to come to him in the darkness of your solitude. You got to come to him by yourself. You can't come to him with anybody else. And this is what our four brothers, I'm going to show you some advantage principles with them in the morning. So they came into the camp. And when they were come to the uttermost parts of the camp of Syria, behold, there was what? No man there. No man there. Do you think the angel of the Lord went before them? Do you think that God had viewed these four men as precious children of the living God and he made a way out of no way? Didn't he say the angel of the Lord will go before you and fight your battles for you? Do you think that Jehovah, the Lord of hosts, actually went in front of them and actually routed the Syrians so that by the time these men went in there, the only thing they had to do was enjoy the spoils of grace because the Lord had already won the battle? Yeah, that's the God I serve. That's the God I serve. That's the God I serve. Look over at verse eight. I'll get back to verse six and seven as I close. And when these lepers came into the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent. And, and I can see myself there. They did eat and drink. I mean, can you, can you imagine that? You starving. They ate everything in that tent. I mean, everything down to the bone. They ate everything. And so the text says they went in, they ate and drank, and they carried the silver and the gold and the raiment, and they went and hid it. 
I knew they grew up in the hood. I knew it. I knew they grew up in the hood. Man, I knew they grew up in the hood. You know, when you poor and broke, you know, am I telling the right, Tracy? When you poor and broke, you know you're going to take that stuff and stash it. Listen carefully. They were for a moment thinking about sharing none of this. We can keep it real. Can we keep it real? Are we in between grace and glory or what? Don't God have to wake you up sometime? Now stop, just stop. Right? Because you and I don't always live with the lights on. Remember this, it's, it's twilight, it's nighttime. So saved folk can be really stupid or selfish or careless in the night season. Notice what it goes on to say. Then they entered into another tent and carried this also. These brothers getting ready to start them a business, aren't they? They lepers, but they Jewish lepers. See, now I'm going to get somebody up against me on that one. Now notice what it says. I love my Jewish brethren. You don't know, I do. Then they said one to another, as they go in there, start their business, they said, now fellas, we... You know how that is when you're with your partners in crime and one of them get a conviction? <laughs> Man, what we doing? Do you see what we doing? We full fat clothes. Now we acting like we don't even have family. Do you see it? I'm going to walk you through it because you need to know it. They said this day is a day of what? This day is a day of what? That's the Hebrew equivalent to the gospel. That's the Hebrew equivalent to the gospel. This day is a gospel day. What is a gospel day? It's a day when the bad news turns to good news because of a good God delivering you from your bad situation because of that bad news by the good work that Christ does when he dies on the cross and takes your place and sheds his blood and washes you clean and clothes you in his righteousness and makes you a son and daughter of God and sets you on high with princes and promises to meet your every need so long as you maintain your identity in him. Is that good news or what? That's good news. That's the message we say to men and women. Christ died for our sins. That's good news. And these fellas realize when you are blessed with the gospel, the way that God has blessed some of us with the gospel, you cannot keep it to yourselves. You cannot keep the goodness of God to yourself. You've got to tell somebody how good God has been to you. Our brother filled with 6,000 devils wanted to hang out at Jesus' knee. Jesus says, go back to the Decapolis and tell everybody how good God has been to you. Do you see it, you guys? This is the gospel in the Old Testament, is it not? One more thing, one more thing. There could be much more to be said. What are they rejoicing in? They're rejoicing in something that happened in what we call the parenthetical of the narrative, verses 6 and 7. I want you to see it. In verse 6, this is what it says. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of what? A noise of what? And a noise of what? Even the noise of a what? Now, children of God, do y'all know what's going on here? Heaven is opening up. And the Lord of Sabbath is riding in his chariot, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's swooping through with his army, is he not? 
and he's routing that secular army with his heavenly army, is not he the Lord of hosts? Now, some of y'all know what I'm talking about because we're dealing with angels, are we not? And I told you when God gives you a true revelation of him, he sits on his throne. Is he not the Theo monarch on his throne? And God has chariots of horses. They are a metaphor and symbol of his divine power. They represent his angelic host. Psalm 67, verse 18. You just need to see it. I'm almost done here. Listen to what the text says. Psalm 67, 18 lays it out. You're at Psalm 67, 1. I believe it's 18. Okay, Psalm 68, 17. That's my dyslexia. Turn it around. Psalm 68, 17. And I definitely don't want you making up verses, my dear sister. The chariots of God are what? And even thousands of what? The Lord is among them as in Sinai, the holy place. So y'all haven't been listening to me. Only a handful of you guys have. When you know the one true and living God for who he is, he is a monarch. That is the metaphorical revelation of God. He's a sovereign monarch and he rules over every other monarch. And his chariots are the warrior angels that assist him when he wages battle against every king that seeks to usurp his authority. Did y'all get that? This will help you if God will open your eyes. Because may I tell you, the man that's standing to mediate, his name is Elisha. Elisha knows about this army, doesn't he? Just in the previous chapter, chapter 6, verse 20, he, he said, Lord, open my servant's eyes so he can see what I see. Is that what it says? And the Lord opened his eyes and he saw the chariots of God and horses and chariots of fire covering the whole area around Elisha. Did he say that? Now, did Elisha know that God has an army? Isn't that what Elisha himself learned when he was walking with his, his mentor, Elijah, in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9? And he said, what I want from you is a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah said in 2 Kings 2, 9, if you see me when I go, then you can have what you ask for. And he saw the Lord swoop down in his chariot of horses and take Elijah up into heaven in a whirlwind, did he not? And Elijah dropped his mantle, and that mantle is a representation of the Holy Ghost that was poured upon Elisha so Elisha can do double the works that Elijah did. Elisha lived with a visible presence of the sovereign God in all of his power over all the nations. That's a reason to be calm, cool, and collected. When heaven is open and you can see God and you can know that God is on your side, like David said, though a host encampeth me about. What? that the Lord will come in and destroy my foes. This is where the child of God has to learn how to be. In trusting God, I live in a day where we don't believe this. I live in a day where we don't believe it, and I think we don't believe it because we don't see it. But I know Jesus was the one who told the disciples at the beginning of his ministry. He says, don't be excited about what I'm doing. What if you saw the Son of Man ascending and descending from heaven? He told them that at the beginning of his ministry. Did Jesus have an open heaven to him? All the time. And then as Elijah and Elisha walked to the river Jordan, so Jesus said, meet me 
meet me in Galilee after my resurrection. And Jesus met the 120 in the upper room. Remember that? And as they're ministering, what Jesus said, all right, stay here until the mantle falls. And they watched Jesus ascend up in a cloud into heaven because the Old Testament points to the New Testament and that you and I are like Elisha and Jesus is our Elijah. And the works that Jesus did, we shall do also. Do you see it? This is a story to some of us. It's just a story. Just a story. We're all excited. It's just a story. Till a trial comes. Right? Till a trial comes. This is why we need a God who will come through in spite of our fickle fears, our fickle doubts, our fickle unbelief. Lord, I believe, help my... Let me just give you one last word on these four men. I need you to take this. This is application here. This is application. Because they went back and they told the father's house, didn't they? And that's how everybody enjoyed the spoils, didn't they? They didn't keep it to themselves. You want to be abundantly blessed? Give your life away for the glory of God. Give your life away for the glory of God. Here are four lessons from the leper for you. Four lessons from the lepers. The first one is they were very clear on their condition. They weren't lying to themselves. You got friends and loved ones, they're lying to themselves. They got issues. You might as well tell the truth. I told you not an honest person not going to hell. They will never go to hell. The only person that's going to end up in hell are liars, whoremongers, and, and fornicator, fornicators, as the Bible says. And these are all spiritual idolatrous principles. Liars end up in hell. These postmodern irrationists, irrationalists who don't actually believe the reality behind the thing seen. There's nothing made that wasn't made by something unseen. The very chair you're sitting in was the conception of a mind. The world you and I live in was the conception of a mind. It was thought before it was materialized. We have a God that created all things by Jesus Christ. And he has told us that all have sinned. That's everybody in this room, especially the preacher. Do you hear me? And that's the beginning of wisdom. Your sin is so bad that you need something outside of yourself. And these lepers proved it, didn't they? Boy, they went from bad to best, didn't they? That's what I want. That's what I want. And it can happen overnight. That's what I'm praying for for some of you young people. Because I know some of you young people are hungering for God. And you don't know how to get him. And God can turn that around. Just cry out in the night season to God with nobody around. Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. He will do it. He did it for many of us. He did it. Your parents can't do it. They don't know how. They're still trying to get back to God, most of them. Lord, just show me. What was that preacher saying? Whatever he said, I want that. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. 
Here's the other thing. Number two, not only did they see their condition and we already know, right? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. Do we not know that? God loves the man or woman that's just honest with them. Lord, I'm lost. I need you. Number two, this one is important. And here's what is really important. They were not alone. They were not alone. Look how good God is. See, in our generation, the enemy is trying to separate us. Especially you young people. Isolate you over into the metaverse. So you can get trapped by yourself. Are you hearing me? So you can be trapped by yourself in that metaverse. Because see, that metaverse have pseudo friends in there. These are not real friends. They're not real. They're lies. And they're teaching you the ambiguity of being isolated so that you're dysfunctional around other people. These four lepers understood the value of fellowship. The value of fellowship. When two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am. Am I making some sense? Because you got old people doing the same thing, isolating themselves. And the enemy has already smashed the church recently. This is why people are scattered to the four winds. It's one thing that we're lepers. It's horrible when you're a leper all by yourself. Don't die alone. You old people, don't die alone. Quit acting like you and God are enough. Pastor, what you talking about now? So here's where you're going to find in your Bible. Every time the believer thinks that he can stand alone, me and God, he falls every time. It is not good for man to be alone. And truly, our fellowship, not my fellowship, our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus the Christ. Woe unto him when he is alone. Because when you fall, there's not another to lift you up. Jesus will lift you up. No, he won't. No, he won't. Some of you in here are already in falling conditions and you're not lifted up yet. How come, pastor? Because when Jesus lifts you up, he's going to send an Ananias. He's going to send a terrestrial angel. Are you hearing me? He's going to send somebody to say, the Lord sent me to help you, Saul. These four men were smart enough to know we're going to live together and die together. The third thing, their real need was life. Their real need was life. And because they were stuck between the rock and the hard place, they decided to go where life might be possible. Israel was dying. The Syrians had food enough to share. The world is dying. And God has food enough to share. And finally, they fled to this God represented by the Syrian army who in the person of Christ had took their place and destroyed all their foes. He spoiled principalities and powers, triumphing over it in them. 
and took all the goods and has given them to you and me, we who come to him by faith. God has treasures and pleasures beyond whatever you and I could think or imagine. But they're only realized as we move towards him. You will never find God to let you down if you move towards him. If you move towards him. But you're going to have to move by faith. You're going to have to believe God against all of the carping voices. You got to be desperate for God. Amen. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.